Colin Can You Hear Me is brought to you by Noah's Arcade, Aurora, Illinois' hottest chain of video game arcades, owned and operated by Noah Vanderhoff. Come bust a move where the games are played. It's chill. It's fresh. It's Noah's Arcade. Hey, podcast listeners. Three quick questions for you today. One, what are you reading right now? Two, if you had to pick a movie that best represents the city of Detroit, what would it be? And three, pop star or athlete? Which one would you want your son or daughter to grow up to be? We. This is Warren Stowe. Hello, my name is Benjamin Webster. And me, Mike Schaefer, will try and find the answers for you. Until then, I have just one more question for you. Colin, can you hear me? Recording for North America, this is Colin. Can you hear me? The show that tackles your questions in an ongoing quest to find the answer. Now, here's your ginger-bearded host, Mike Schaefer. Welcome to Colin, Can You Hear Me? It's a Tuesday night recording here with uh, Ben Webster, who I believe is at the mall, and Warren Stowe. How's it going, guys? Good. I think I hear a Karis wheel in the background. Uh, Yo, that's just the general mall chatter. We got some nice background mall music and uh, some kids running around screaming for no apparent reason. Nice. Stoey, that was a combination. I think I called it a Karis wheel. I'm pretty sure it's a Ferris wheel or a carousel. Yeah, that was a combo. I I knew where you were going with that, um, although I also was confused why you said that. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah. That's good. So we're going to three questions today, and we'll jump right into it. Uh, the first one's pretty short, and then the second two, we got some feedback from the Facebook uh, listeners. So the first one, and I think maybe this is more of just um, so our, our listeners have some recommendations of maybe what to pick up at Amazon or the local library. Just curious what you guys are reading right now. Well, Shafe, uh, I'll start this one off. I'm reading a book called The Bone Hunters. Okay. It's it's book six of a series called The Malazan Book of the Fallen. Uh, book six of like 20. <laughs> so anytime uh, in the next probably two years, if you ask me what I'm reading, I'll be on a different stage of that 20-book series. But it's a high fantasy, pretty much one of the best series I've ever read. Who's the author? Uh, that's a good question. I don't have it staring me in the face right now, so I can't even tell you. Must be a pretty legit author. Um, I don't know if this is the only thing he's ever written or not, probably, because it probably took him his whole life to write it since it's so long. Awesome. But it's fantastic for any fantasy nerds out there. So you'd recommend the series to anyone who's uh, ready to devote, like, several years of their life to a a fiction series? If you don't have, like, a job or you don't have much of a job or or life, you can knock it out pretty quickly. Okay. If if you have a job, it's going to take you a couple years. Okay. Okay. Good to know. But it's great. Awesome. Nice. Great. Um, and I'll put I'll provide a link for that for everyone who who wants to to check that out. Bone Hunters from Webster Story. What are you reading? 
Um, I'm I'm currently kind of in between. I finished not too long ago um, the Princeless Stat, so Anne oh, nice. latest. Um, Very nice. Kind of jumping back into the vampire thing after she found God, so that was good. Um, and I just ordered. Uh, my wife just told me it shipped. I ordered the fourth um, Game of Thrones book, and Ooh. and I'm not supposed to call it Game of Thrones because. A kid in my in my class got really mad at me today for doing that. So <laughs> it's actually the fourth book of the Song of Fire and Ice right. series, right. which includes the Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, I stopped reading middle of second book because it was really stupid, but I'm willing to skip two books and jump into the fourth book and and try to give it another shot. Wait, so okay. you're skipping the entire third book? Second half of the second, I stopped reading it. I said I can't do this anymore. And the third book, I'm skipping that, too, because I've heard they're both really bad. You heard it was and, crap, huh? Well, I have a high tolerance, too. I mean, I've read, I don't know, Ben, if you've read Crime and Punishment, Shafe, I know you have. I have. That's not an easy read. And I, I got through that. I could not get through the second book of this Game of Thrones. It was that boring. That's pretty bad. Wow. So um, I'm also reading um, Gardening Space um, about how to garden. That's one of my other books that I'm reading right now. Awesome. Second edition of that. Awesome. You are a little bit of a green thumb, aren't you? I do, yes. I'm a green I'm thumb. A, I remember in your last apartment you had some, some plants out on the uh, kind of on the porch there that you tended to from time to time. Yeah, if I could do that from 25 feet up in the air, imagine what I can do when I actually have some plants in the ground. Yeah, this, yeah. This I was telling people at work today how much patience it takes to be a gardener. My grandpa was an incredible gardener. My dad and my uncles, uh, both gardeners. And so I, I had thought of you, Stoey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Believe it I or not, I, I thought, who would I know that would garden? Maybe you and Dup Dup, um, who would be guardian. It, so. It's just like killing your own animal to eat it. It's the same feeling. You, it's something satisfying about eating something that you grew. Right. Fantastic. So the George R.R. R. Martin, very popular series, The Song of Fire and... And Ice. And Ice. I haven't read also, them. Also known as The Game of Thrones. Also it's known as... It's basically just The Game of Thrones. The HBO hit series, Game of Thrones. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So Starts up in April here. I can't wait. Fantastic. Uh, we won't get into it, but Webster's not happy with me that I haven't seen... I haven't been involved with it at all. Uh, you need to. You need not to. Even it's, on hard my radar. it's hard to understand... Why you have not watched the show? <laughs> ben and I have many conversations about uh, Game of Thrones and and its awesomeness. It's shocking. Yeah, there's I so many this. good parts. Yeah. I'm sure at some point I'll get into it, and then uh, you guys can enjoy as I experience it while you know everything that happens. I think we'd both like for you to watch it in front of us so we can see your face <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Yeah, I will do the YouTube thing where like you you video yourself yeah. and just upload yeah. to YouTube and yes. then we can watch you watching Game of Thrones. That exactly. is a great idea actually <laughs> and we'll talk we'll, we'll text about that. I think that'll uh, pl- feed into some other things that we're going to do here in the future with the with the podcast. It's an awesome idea. Perfect. Um what am I reading? I'm like story I am uh doing two at a time. I've been cranking through a fiction novel, and then I'll do a non-fiction book, and then I just uh, switch off so I can rest my brain a little bit. So I've been cranking through a lot of Stephen King's latest. I am currently reading uh, one, not one of Kurt Vonnegut's most famous books. I'm rereading Galapagos. Oh, nice. Which I think I rec- recommended to Webby after you had read Cat's Cradle years ago, and I don't think you liked it all that much, if I recall. 
I liked, I, I've only read one Vonnegut book. It was a long time ago, and I liked that book a lot. I don't remember if I read Galapagos or not, but I'll, yeah. I will give it a run in 2018 when I'm finished with my series. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I'm rereading. It's all about, uh, set in 1986. It's a, a vacation cruise that turns into, like, an evolutionary journey from an apocalypse, and people sort of evolve back into dolphins or something like that. Or not dolphins. <laughs> nice. I, I love uh, it. Penguins, maybe. It, it's a uh, satire. Uh, classic Vonnegut. And um, turning off with nonfiction, the most recent nonfiction called Smart Cuts by an author named Shane Snow uh, with the idea of how to sort of sidestep in the business world to just he essentially uses the metaphor of Super Mario Brothers and warp tunnels, which I know you guys are familiar with, trying mm-hmm. to do the same thing in business to to climb up the the ladder. So, an interesting. Well, he, he messed there. up. He needed to get that one that one thing you can get, it's like a, the cloud thing, where you just teleport past the whole world. I think you're talking about the flute, the magic flute. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't, but the flute's even better than the thing I'm talking. About. I'm talking about like the cloud, where you just can kind of you, know, you skip the whole level. You know what yeah, happens to the cloud, though? You you skip it, but if you die, you have to go back. It doesn't oh, yeah, allow you cloud, to skip. I, yeah, the cloud thing is not that great. But if it's you misleading. Flute, if you flute from the flute screen, if you have the two flutes yep. and you flute from the flute screen, you can go right to eight. Yep. But if you if you had the cloud or the flute, you don't need the stupid tunnels. That was my point. This guy's this guy's business analogy. I don't, I don't know where the tunnels come in. Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet out and provide Shane, a link Shane, explain to... It to us. Yeah, explain it, explain it to us when you're done. Yeah, I'll I'll tweet it out. The opening chapter is fantastic and it hooks you. And then Galapagos is just a, a Kurt Vonnegut um, a book that that I, I, in my opinion, anyone should read. So awesome. So for our listeners, if you need something to take over most of your life, take Webster's Solution. Uh, I guess Game of Thrones as well. And then if you want something as a quick read, which I've been doing, maybe what I'm currently reading. So. I'm excited about our our first like big question today, and I, I pose this to you guys. I know you have a lot of thoughts. I posed it on Facebook, and we had uh, some interesting responses that I'm sure we'll get into. That question, which movie or TV series to you guys best represents the city of Detroit? All right. Um, I'll, I'll jump in here. So... When you posed this question to us, I tried to do a little bit of my homework. I watched um, the newest RoboCop. Nice. I watched the old RoboCop. You know, and RoboCop's like this cult Detroit classic. Like, there's right. all these hipsters who want to get this RoboCop <laughs> statue in Detroit and all of these things. So yeah. The new RoboCop, I definitely don't feel like it exemplifies Detroit. So I'm going with my original, um, and I hope I don't steal Webster's Thunder here. I probably am. I'm going Eight Mile. Um, yeah, yeah, totally for, stole my thunder. For the okay, I got, I got backups. You mean this is what you're going oh, with? Oh yes. When we hear this song, like this is iconic, right? Like this is everyone's modern. Uh, this was a big deal. Yeah. It was a big deal. You know, and the reason I'm going 8 Mile is because I wanted, when I think Detroit, I do think, like, the roots of music that are in Detroit, Mm -hmm. whether that be hip-hop music or the rock and roll that was in Detroit or the punk Mm -hmm. or... Stoey? 
Yeah, he left us with a cliffhanger there. He went or and then just disappeared. Yeah, our audience is just going to have to sit here and wait, or we'll yeah. just edit it out. For a minute there, I thought his brain just stalled out. No, we're going to have to wait and see. Let's give it a minute, because I can just edit it right back in. Yep, edit, edit it out, edit this out, and then edit him back in. Yep, we'll add him, add him right back in, if he can hang up, and I'll add him back in. Um, well, we did Tina buy anything with the she sale, did. with the gift card? She did. Tina, what'd you get? She got a pair of gladiator sandals, and it looks like some bangles of some type. $40. What are, what are bangles? It. What are those? You know, those are the, um, like, little, like, metallic bracelets where you get, like, multiple of them and put them on your wrist, kind of jingly-looking things. Oh, uh, okay. I've never seen girls those. be wearing, like, like oh, yeah. mini bracelets of those me- metal hoops on their, and there's got, like, they have, like, ten of them. There's, like, a hundred of them. Well, there could be. Here, here there's hey. four. Hey, Ben wasn't joking. When someone calls you, it really does kick you off. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, as you were saying, 8 Mile is iconic to the music. That's what you think of. Yeah, I just think of the music. And Detroit has, like, this deep roots of music. And that, that kind of brings me... I hope I'm not stealing Ben's second thunder. But <laughs> when you sent me that list, Shafe, I saw Temptations on there. Oh, nice. And... That movie's great, and that movie, you know, my wife and I both love that movie. I remember we watched that when we all the time when we were younger. You know, I don't know that that movie kind of exemplifies Detroit. I don't know what Detroit was like in the '60s, but I yeah. just don't think it was as happy-go-lucky as they made that out to be. Right. But I do know that I've been to the Motown Museum, which is just the row of houses that was Motown Records, mm-hmm. and it's just really, really cool to be there to like stand in rooms that Marvin Gaye and the Beatles and Michael Jackson all stood in. Right. Um, it's just pretty cool. Did you, when you were, like, younger, did you grow up listening to, like, the Temptations and the Motown music? I did. Um, my first, like, record, play, or not record, uh, tape player that I got, mm-hmm. my, my mom and dad, of course, they bought me, like, they didn't buy me, like, Boys to Men, they bought me sock hopping 60s and <laughs> nice. like you know motown that was like my tapes yeah. that i got yeah the mo i love the motowns what about you webby did you listen to any of that uh i don't think so i have no recollection of it my first rem- my first stuff was like aerosmith was the first time that you heard of motown being from detroit and i i think a lot of our listeners can probably agree with this is in the movie Go- uh, the goonies when I guess it's got to be Mouth, who says that's where Detroit, that's where Motown was invented. Yep. That's the first time that I think I remember, like, oh, yeah, Detroit, owned, like, that's Motown. And so now when I watch it, it gives me even more of a sense of pride when I hear that. So, Are you frequently watching The Goonies? I've seen The Goonies a lot. It's on TV a lot. It's one of those movies that sort of cycles through on cable. I'm not sure if you know this. <laughs> Guys, I couldn't. I could. I can honestly say I don't think I've watched The Goonies from front to end ever. Yeah, that's a mistake. It, it's also <laughs> a mistake to watch it as many times as Shape watches it, but you need to watch it once. I think yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces. I haven't watched it front to end in years, but I've seen bits and pieces for sure. Well, Shape, I'm a little bit disappointed because as the only um, member of this show that was born in the 313. Warren had to steal my eight mile thunder. Yeah. Little yeah. known fact about Ben Webster, born in Detroit. Most people don't know that. <laughs> I um, didn't know I that. Tell, I, yeah, I tell people that too down here. They're like, where are you from? I'm like, I was of course born in Detroit. You do. 
<laughs> it just has a little bit more cred to it, you know? Yeah. Then like, you know, I grew up kind of in the woods outside of Manistee and then Ludington for a while. That doesn't, that doesn't do the same thing. It's like, I'm from Detroit. Back off. Dave White, if he's listening to this, he's going to be so mad when you say you're from Detroit. Yeah. And he will. And he didn't get back. I'm actually going to ask him because I, I was curious to hear what he thinks. I think his perspective as someone who has been passionate about Detroit his whole life, but growing up in Ludington, a small town in Michigan, I'd be curious to hear what he thinks. Sort well, of. You know, it's, it's kind of one of those things, though. Dave White not being born in Detroit, he wouldn't really know what the city means to those of us that were <laughs> oh born there. Yeah, the young, the young people that live in Detroit are very, like, uppity about who can talk about their city. And not. Right, right. See, I, wouldn't even, have, I, I wouldn't even say I live, you know, three miles from the city limits of Detroit, but I would not ever claim that I'm near Detroit. Because I didn't know you were that I close, Stoey. I don't want people to get the wrong impression. It's, yeah, probably four or five miles, but Detroit's nice. also like 100 miles wide. So What is it about eight mile, Webby? Well, look, at, uh, so I was going to go with eight mile um, just for like my generation, our generation. I think that, you know, it has a lot of it says a lot about Detroit, screams Detroit uh, in a lot of ways. But Warren already said that, so um, I'm gonna give you some other interesting ones to think of. Okay. Uh, uh, my number two choice was Garfield the movie. <laughs> what? I don't. I, I, actually, I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I was scrolling through a list of movies that were set. <laughs> I was. Sc- I was scrolling through a list of movies that was set in Detroit, and one of them was Garfield the movie. Have you guys seen it? Uh, no. I presume no. it's a cartoon. I think it's, it's like maybe. a CGI so type. Garfield. Live action so like, CGI you got like Garfield. like a CGI cat walking around Detroit? Yes. I don't know. There's no. They didn't film it in Detroit, right? There's look no way. They will have to look that up. It's set in Detroit. Set in Detroit, that could. I mean, they probably took an aerial photo or like a uh, shot of the the big uh, buildings there. I don't know the names of them, and well, they think, said in De- set I think, in Detroit. I think set in Detroit is more important than filmed in Detroit. Yeah, me too. There's Depends who you're asking, I suppose. There's a lot of movies that are filmed in Detroit and Michigan that claim to be in other you know other parts of the world. So you don't even know, right? Right. Like right. Transformers, for instance. Like that's got some right. awesome Detroit stuff in it, but I don't think they tell you it's Detroit. I think you. You're led to believe it's like Chicago or something. Or L.A., yeah. wherever some, some Michael crap, Bay films his movies. Yeah. Just um, another big No, but city. in all seriousness, a couple of cool Detroit ones. Um, it doesn't really occur in Detroit much, but I always think of Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Because Axel's from Detroit, and he's always rocking like a lion's jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always think of that movie. Um, and then, like, some a modern one that I had forgotten was in Detroit, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure, like, true, like, RoboCop nerd type folks will get, you know, mad that I'm saying this. But do you guys see that Four Brothers movie? Yes, I knew you I've were going to say that. I saw it this morning. It's a good movie, and it's pretty. When you think about it, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of Detroit respect in that movie as well. It kind of gives you a picture of a rougher side of Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's not a bad. And Mark movie. Wahlberg is awesome. I watched so, that like, movie with you, Webby. You did? Yeah, I watched it with you. I was reading up on it this morning. I knew if you remembered it was Detroit, you would pick that. And then Where did you some, see it? I, I don't know. I thought it was at your house. It was one of those Probably like in basement. sitting in your basement, like the same way place we watch Best in Show. You know? Yeah, and you're <laughs> probably right. Anyway, yeah. I think that's a good Detroit movie. A little bit lesser known than you know your. RoboCops of the world, yeah. but there's my there's my Detroit movies, uh, you know, after Eight Mile, but I, I would go nice. Eight Mile too. 
Uh, one of the one of the favorite things, Ben, that I've ever heard of you doing too. You had some of your friends. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Some of your friends in Florida that hadn't seen Eight Mile. So, like two years ago, you texted me how you were throwing an Eight Mile viewing party. You know, yeah, ten, so, ten years after the movie came out, you were throwing a yep, viewing party for. Yeah. So a couple years ago, we had a screening at my house. That's so nice. And uh, we did an Eight Mile screening. Had a bunch of people over. That was a very successful event. Everyone enjoyed it. Um, but even in even when I was in law school, back like 04 through 07, so a long time after 8 Mile came out, um, that was like our come home from a night going out. We'd have like people over for the after party, like 10, 15 people, and we played 8 Mile basically every Saturday night. Yeah. We'd get like the whole room going with, the, you know, everybody from the 313 channel. Yep, yep. A bunch mm-hmm. of people from Florida. I never didn't even know what that meant. We're all chanting. We, we watched that movie probably 20 times a year in law school. It was great. I... Real quick about Eight Mile, I went to college with a guy, Jim. I don't even remember Jim's last name, but he went by Jimbo. He was he grew up in Detroit. He was Detroit, and he went to a screening on opening night, like downtown, like in the city, um, packed full of people screaming and rapping along with Eminem. And he said. During the final scene, everyone was up, like, running in front of the screen, screaming, just going absolutely nuts, because I think that's when they really identified, you know, it was their movie, and they owned it. It sounded You know, awesome. you know the funny thing about Jim, Shafe? Yeah. Is, uh, his real name's Clarence, and his parents have a real good marriage. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I was a Cranbrook. Yeah. I was gonna, it's a private school. Private so. School. We obviously, that's what I watched when I want to get pumped up. I won't go into mine too long. It is, the, my favorite part is Webster stole my thunder a little bit, which is fine. AJ Girton was on Facebook and he, he posted this as well. Um, the best part is that, uh, B-Rod, Brad Rodriguez, my old college roommate, always had a keyboard in his room and he, oh yeah, he knew like two songs, the Forrest Gump theme song, the dun 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 dun, and then he knew this one. Um. <laughs> yep. I have heard B Rod play that song about a million yeah. times. Yeah. He played that at your wedding. I, I videoed, videoed. But he can. He, he doesn't just play the melody. He gets the left hand going with the <laughs> yeah. harmony. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He gets the whole thing. Which was great. But I think for me, the character that Eddie Murphy played in Beverly Hills Cop, Axel Foley, and I love that you mentioned the Detroit jacket he was always wearing. It was always, to me, this like gritty, hardworking, like, real, authentic character that seemed like he was coming from Detroit. He seemed like he fit in. And yep. that was him in that movie. Um, sort of a renegade, and, and that's what I always identified. I think they have a ton of opening shots in that movie, too, that are pretty... Awesome for for portraying uh, the city of Detroit as well, but that was always for me. I was researching though. The cool thing, his inspector in that movie, Gil Hill, was actually a former like police officer in Detroit, and then he went on to be like the president of the Detroit City Council for years, which is pretty sweet for those uh, Detroit fans who want some inside knowledge on that. Well, he had a lot of experience managing, you know, difficult people. He's yeah, managing acts right? all those years, so exactly. Yeah, he had him, had him and a hard time all those years. The, there were two, I think, worth mentioning. Uh, Brod mentioned Gross Point Blank, which I think people want to include in it, but it's in Gross Point. It's not really Detroit. How far away is Gross Point from Detroit, Stoey? Not far. It's uh, just north, north something, northeast okay. of Detroit. 
to show how much we know about the city of Detroit. It's, it's <laughs> north something. And I then, know exactly where it's at, but I'm just gonna let you guys, you know, flounder with that one. That's yeah. fine. I appreciate your support. And then, uh, Russ Landers. A bunch of richers in Gross Point, so I don't really yep. deal with all those richers, you know. Yep. Yep. Russ Landis, uh, who we went to high school with and graduated with, he joined the Facebook, and I think it is worth mentioning Tim Allen's character in Home Improvement and how much oh, yeah. he did for forwarding, uh, Detroit sports. Cause he yeah, wore I everything. I forgot about right? that. Yeah. Cause he went to uh, Western Michigan and he was, um, a huge proponent of Detroit. So those are our, uh, our picks for which movie or TV series best represents the city of Detroit. I'm curious to hear what everyone else has to say. You can go on Facebook and let us know as well if you haven't already. But it does move us into the, the last question of the cast. Very curious to hear what you guys have to say on this one. And this came from Warren's class. You're moving into, like, genetics, right, Warren? You're going to start teaching? Um, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing mitosis, myosis, and okay. genetics. So we were texting back and forth, and ultimately Ben came up with the question of, if you're going to, when you have children, if you do, or I guess even hypothetically if you don't have to have kids, what would you have rather have them grow up to be? A pop star, like a successful pop star, or an athlete. Ben, I'm gonna. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> It'd be. Me? It wouldn't be a podcast if there he is. Webby, you there? Oh yeah. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yep, we're good. You okay. know, for those of you listening at home, we can also you can also play the game. What do you think Ben was doing during this podcast? Like every <laughs> minute, because it just sounded like you were like had a roll of quarters and were just like putting them into an old fashioned telephone, and they were just rolling <laughs> down to the back of it. Um, that's not even close to what I was just doing, but I'll go with it. So to to answer the question, Shake, if it, if it was me, I would definitely be a pop star. I think the upside is way bigger. You don't got to go through all the crap of being an athlete, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. But if it was my kid, I would like athlete. And here's why. Okay. Um, I think either one would be cool. They make tons of money. They're whatever. They're famous. Um, you know, hopefully as a parent, you get to ride the coattails along, you know, with a rich, famous kid. Yeah. Um, hopefully they get to that point before I'm too old so I can really enjoy it. Um, but I feel like every pop star kid, you know, whether it's like they're in their early teens or whenever they get there, they all end up being uh, jackasses, all of them, <laughs> at some level. Right. I mean, they all turn out to be terrible people, at yeah. least for a period of time, because they're completely unchecked. They have no adversity in their life whatsoever at any point, right? They get to do whatever they want. Right. If you're an athlete, I feel like even if you're like an 18-year-old going to the NBA, you know, does, does your um, head get too big? Absolutely, all that kind of stuff. But... You know, you're still going to go on the NBA court. You got to work out a lot. You got to keep yourself in shape. And then Kobe Bryant's going to school you and make fun of you. Yeah. That's going to happen for like eight years. So even if out in the world you're, you know, you kind of got a big head, there are, you are going to encounter enough adversity that hopefully you don't turn out to be a complete idiot. Okay. Which I feel like if you're a pop star, guaranteed. See, okay. you know, Bieber, for, so, you know, example. So, so the coaching, athlete. the adversity, the like the the idea of defeat playing into it, and and the ability to learn from that. I think my kid has a better chance of turning out to be a decent person if they're an athlete. Okay. But um, like, I, like I, I said, I agree with that. You know, if it was me, I'd go pop star because you know you don't really care at that point. <laughs> so if you could be a pop star right now, that's going to trump any idea of being an athlete. If you could I switch so. careers, 
right I now. I think so. Yeah, you don't got to you don't got to do all the hard stuff. You just kind of okay. get up there and sing and dance. Okay. All right. That, that's what do you got, Stoey? I think personally, for me, I'd also rather be a pop star. I'm already quite the athlete at the 6 a.m. basketball in the morning. I pretty much am unstoppable. Yeah. Great post moves. So I would choose pop star personally, but I'm gonna go with Ben and say athlete. Um, though I don't fully agree, like that you're both gonna make a lot of money. I think about my daughter, yeah, and she's not. If she was a professional athlete, she's gonna make like virtually no money. Unless That's true. She, she'd have to be a pop star. Unless she, you know, was like could get some endorsement deals. That's the only way she's gonna make money. She right. Because so there's, like, there's like. Yeah. There's like five of those women in the world. Right, like Lolo Jones and Skylar Diggins, and that's it. I'd still pick athlete, though, and I think here's the reason. Ben hit it, nail on the head. You know, you'll be, you're a young pop star. You're either a fallacious woman or a douchebag man. <laughs> and I don't want either of those for my children. Ben is like at a dr- you're drifting now, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Yeah. What I just heard. Are you in a parking yeah. garage? <laughs> I'm, I'm home from the mall. I'm now in my parking garage and some, and some folks are, are driving yeah. at an inappropriate speed through the garage. <laughs> yeah. There's Tokyo drift happening. Okay. Um, but I think the, what really nailed home athlete for me personally was if my daughter or if I'm lucky enough to this next one to have a son or a daughter doesn't yeah. matter. I figured if they're an athlete at some point, I will be on a TV screen. And they'll be like, there's so-and-so's dad, Warren. <laughs> and it'll be like a picture of my 50-year-old self, like, really happy. And that kind of would be awesome. So I'm going with athlete. Here's a question, then. If you guys, and I have a couple of things that are going to really further your guys' arguments, but if you were, if your son or daughter both are athletes, are you guys, what type of, like, parent fans are you when you're in the stands and i asked this because i used to go to rec soccer games with mark Hanna to watch them play soccer and his mom a quiet reserved woman was a boisterous loud fan very supportive oh, yeah. of the kids you might remember that webby what yeah. type of fans would you guys be then if you both agree that you'd want your your son or daughter to be athlete oh i'm cheering and i'm i'm getting into it i'm on the edge of my seat but i'm not i'm not screaming and yelling that's just not who i am reserved I, yeah i I don't know. I mean, one's got a better feel on this, actually being a parent now. Um, I'd like to sit there and say I would be just like supportive and, you know, energetic, but respectful of everyone. I don't know that that would be true. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know, you know, the first time, you know, the refs make a completely intellectually dishonest <laughs> call and then try to justify it with some ridiculous, yeah. you know, Instead of just saying I blew it, they try to justify it with some ridiculous statement. Right. You know, history shows that I'm not the best at letting that go. Right. Um, so I don't know. I think I'd probably be crazy. Okay. I think you'd probably lean towards the crazy side, man. But then again, I'm more, I'm more mature now. So, yeah, you know, that's true. and maybe when I have a kid, maybe I just, you know, grow up. I don't know. We'll see. Time will well, tell. A couple of things I wanted to share with you guys. Um, and I, I mentioned this real quickly. I don't, I don't know if it got drowned out. Uh, if you want to raise Imelda to play any sport, Warren, yeah, and she may have the length to do this, I would mm-hmm. recommend tennis. Really? And this Long is... Heavy. Easy on your body, too. Uh, Easier. So I, and I researched the salaries just to get a feel of female athletes. Uh, 2014 highest paid female athletes. 
from a website, sportyology.com. No idea how legit this is, but it seems pretty legit. Sounds legit. Sportyology. Number one female athlete in 2014, Maria Sharapova, made $27 million. Um, part of that has okay. to do with some big deals with Nike, of course. Number two, Lee Na, another uh, tennis player, made 18.4. Serena Never Williams. Heard of her, but okay. 16, Never heard of her. Either. Serena Williams, you know her. Yeah. 16 yep. million. Caroline, Caroline um, Wozniacki, who was engaged to Roy McIlroy for a bit, 13.7. And then the next person, Stoey, maybe you want to raise her to ra- uh, race cars, Danica Patrick at 13 million. Where is a, uh, is there any female basketball players on that list? Uh, on this list of top ten, there's a figure yeah. skater, another tennis player, another tennis player, and a golfer. So probably not, probably not, because w- w- the last big woman basketball player was like the Lisa Leslie era folks, right? Yeah, they yeah. don't get, like they they make good money, but she's been retired for a while. Even Tarasi doesn't make that much money, right? No, no. Um, Skylar Diggins should. She should make like ten million thousand right. dollars. So, but and then. Just as a point of comparison, uh, Bieber made in the, as a pop star comparison, Bieber some, made somewhere in the, the line of 80 million last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need Doctor. to know, like, so he's, he's a outlier. You need to know, like, you know, like, what did, like, Ariana Grande or, like, Selena Gomez make? That's more oh, I'm sure they made. I'm uh, sure they made 20, 30 million. I mean, you could look at someone like Michael Buble, 51 million, uh, you know, Ed Shireen, uh, ten million, not a lot. Doctor Dre, six hundred and twenty million, according to this website, which is insane. Well, that's the headphones. Yeah, that's the headphones. There's a lot of in- involved here. Uh, my answer, I I wouldn't want them to have anything to do with with music. I think it would be both, though, and I'll explain why. Like Deion Sanders. Like Deion Sanders. Must be the money. Must be the money. So, but I'd rather when it came to the sport, the more I thought about it, I played football growing up, I don't want my kids dealing with those, any sort of head injury or the opportunity to smash their head into stuff, which five years ago I thought would have been silly, but I'm, as I'm maturing, I think that it's something I want my kids to avoid. Dave White mentioned on Facebook, the simple answer, baseball player. Oh yeah, for sure. Here's why. And you guys probably know this. The season's long. I think the travel would be difficult and it'd be tough for the families. It's a constant grind, grind. But the pay, the total value, highest paid players in baseball right now. These are lengthy contracts. But number one, Giancarlo Stanton, three hundred twenty-five million dollars for twelve years. Yeah, I can. A Rod, two seventy-five. Cabrera, two forty-eight. Pujols, two forty. I mean, the, the contracts in baseball are incredible. Even yeah, the bums make money. tons of money. Yep. Yeah, I, I don't yep. know what the minimum is. I mean, number number sixty three on this list makes in the lines of ninety one million dollars, which is insane. Yeah. Um, no, it's not like the NFL where you got like minimum wage of about four hundred thousand a year. Yep. And I think <laughs> as a, a, I'm not a parent yet, but I can imagine, as I mentioned with football, my concern over there. Are, you know, their livelihood and their, their injury risk. In baseball, you could get hit with a line drive. You could get hit with a fastball. Um, but people, for the most part, aren't getting concussions from playing baseball. And if you use the appropriate steroid mix, you can play till you're like 43. <laughs> you can play a really long time uh, in baseball. And so 
Uh, that's something, and for me personally, as a, a fan of baseball and someone who would love to see a lot of ballparks, I would love to just, you know, leech off my kid and just travel around and watch play baseball, um, in the later years of my career. So, um, you cut out there a bit, Stoey. So, sorry. <clears throat> and then the part that I mentioned when they're doing that, they can, they could be like Deion Sanders, who went with the trifecta of football player, baseball player, one-hit wonder pop star with Must Be yeah. the Money. Or and you could go the way of Shaq. And, and, and Shaq had like three albums. And Shaq songs were also sweet. Shaq, Shaq Fu? I, I bought one of those albums. No, I didn't I buy had, Shaq Fu. I bought the lesser-known one that came after that. I had two of those. I had that the one you are referring to and yeah. Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu had Warren G on it, right? That album? Yeah. That Shaq was a Fu sweet was album. Sweet. And then even C-Web released an album. Yeah, that's point. right. I forgot about that. Lesser known album. So, well, we're all in agreement, right? Athlete, Athlete is the way to is. go for the kids. Yeah, I think so. Ah, that was too easy. Uh, we'll have to see if the listeners can come up with any so Shay, redeeming. Shay, for reasons. the record, I hope yeah. your kid is a pop, has a pop, is a pop star, so I can tag along there, but I don't have to deal with the repercussions and the fallout and the drug problems. Right. Okay, right. so you want to tag along, be sort of like a groupie roadie sure. for my rock star. Yeah, you got to deal with it. You know, you'll have to deal with the aftermath, but. Well, if he can wield a guitar like my old man can, then I think then I think I'll be okay. And as AJ mentioned in the Facebook comment, you get the residual income from all the hit songs, and you just get to sit back and watch the money come in, which is pretty sweet. Very good point. AJ Gurton making good points. AJ Gurton joining the the Facebook group. If the listeners want to uh, go ahead and like us on Facebook, they can. Please do. Uh, Shafe, we'll be uh, Shafe, one more thing too. I had to. I promised uh, Tall Kevin Bobo I would. I would give him a shout out because he downloaded all like seven episodes today at work and he listened to them back to back to back to back <laughs> no to way. back to back. Nice marathon. 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 Yeah. He wants his he kids says, to be to runner be runners. That's awesome. That's, that's impressive. Right. Well, that's there's really... one thing you can say about our fans are a dedicated group. Yeah. The fans that we do have are a dedicated group. Yeah, yeah those five people are dedicated. Growing yeah. by the day, guys, growing by the day. So if you are one of our dedicated five, if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes to build that up for all the advertising dollars. Stoey, were you drinking anything tonight, or is it more of like nope. a low-key night for you? Nope, I uh, I was drinking, and I'm actually pleasantly surprised. So I am drinking a Arbor Brewing Company, you know, made in Ann Arbor, Mr. Delicious, double IPA, and it was great. It was not just a clever name. It was delicious. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that sounds good. Um, I will check it into Untapped, and I want to make Rose. sure anyone who else is on Untapped can, can see that. And then I, I got, I just got a text from my wife. She's like in the other room. She has to keep the TV off when I do this, or else you guys hear it in the background. And straight up, Wants her kid to be a singer so that she can meet Taylor Swift and be best friends with Taylor Swift forever. <laughs> there's a, there's a different strain of logic going on there, but I, I understand it. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't dislike that thought. Want to be best friends forever. Um, actual text messages that I'm getting. So, well, all right, fellas. Uh, I know uh, uh, Webby, you have to eat. Stoey, you and I are, are old men who need to get to bed. So, anything you guys want to add before we head out? Uh, no, I feel good about what we accomplished here today. Yeah, so do I. Cool. Well, Colin, if you're out there... Get a hold of us, Colin.
My dad said he was going to your old high school next week to see if he could find you. <laughs> see you, Colin. Later, guys. Later, guys. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. Next time, we'll tackle more of your questions. Don't forget to tweet your questions to WhereIsCP. You can email them to ColinCanYouHearMe at gmail.com. You can send them to us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ColinCanYouHearMe. And don't forget to subscribe to the iTunes app. Have a great day.